Adventure, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens. I'm Trucky McTruckface. And I'm Molly, also known as Kate the Jeep. And we are with a friend today that we've been meaning to get in the podcast for a long time. Yeah, quite a bit. Actually, were you there the first time when we did the first one? Yeah, I was. Yeah. He was in Calico. He was in Calico with us when we did the first one. So introduce yourself. Come full circle. I'm Brian Fulton with Goose Gear. Yeah. So, Brian, man. You know what's kind of nice, and go ahead and call us out, but we are actually at Goose Gear in the warehouse, and I said, you know, I'm I'm practicing social distancing. We all are, yeah. That's a nice you're thing about doing the mics. It. Yeah. You're doing it. Yep. Granted, your reasons for being here are far different from our reasons for being here, but it's like, look, guys, at the end of the day, we all have been through this long enough to where hopefully by now we're all proficient at uh, staying away from each other, not touching one another, right. um, not sharing things. No holding hands. So yeah, we're here and it feels great. Yeah, no high fives either. Which it was tough sucks. to show up right now at Goose Gear and not, you know, shake Brian's hand or give him a high five or it was it was like I it was fighting this gravitational pull. Yeah. Right? To like say, Oh, I've you know, does bring him friend. in for the hug. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like it felt awkward to just like try and keep your distance. But you gotta fight that awkwardness, I think. Yeah. I mean it's a it's an interesting time. I'm actually surprised we're still uh, doing this. It's you almost are. like the feeling almost was like, yeah, it would just, we would just, you know, furlough this, like everything else is getting furloughed and, uh, and just come back to it later. And, you know, it's that decision you make where you're like, am I really going to let this thing dictate everything? And yeah. I think Brian's got some pretty good perspective on that because being a, I mean, I don't want to call you a small business, but you know, a smaller business owner where it's like you, if you shut down, you're done, Right. Like, yeah, I mean, we have, we have to have income, you know, we, we're not a rich company. So, you know, we, we need sales to continue just like pretty much every business in America, right? right? You need cash flow, And for us, it was like, oh, if we're going to shut down for a couple of weeks, we could, we can pull that off. Right. We can stop doing stuff. But the concern was that we would not be shipping product and, you know, all of our customers, they know they buy our stuff, then we build it, then we ship it. And if we add two weeks or three weeks or four weeks to their lead time, which is already six to eight, nine weeks, that's a really big problem. And uh, that was probably my, my largest concern during this whole thing is that, you know, we need to stay in business and we need to keep fulfilling orders and doing what we promised to people when keep they sent us money. The table. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you've um, never been one to wait around for a handout either. So like you, no. you're, you're the kind of guy who's like, I'm going to make no, my own. I, I definitely see Brian as a, as a, as more of a, a man of action, like plan, mm. execute, plan, execute. Yeah. Like that's kind of, that's kind of, I see you being, uh, being methodical that way. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> it, as soon as we heard about the shutdown, it was first, you know, call the attorney and find out what we, we really have to do. Right. Because right. at that point, my attorney even had, he's like, look, no one knows. Yeah. Literally no one knows. Like they just said, territory. you can't work, but there's no classification, <laughs> no clarification. And so, you know, and, you know, and luckily the attorney is a friend of mine. So otherwise it would be like, well, I'm not going to spend that money because it's, you know, attorneys are expensive, but he, he did me a, a really big favor and just said, look, I'll research it for you. But, uh, it was, uh, it was crazy. You know, it was definitely yeah. crazy. And we def- definitely didn't wait around. You know, we took action immediately and started doing stuff. We kicked everybody out and uh you know took a day or so to kind of figure out okay what are we going to do how are we going to do this you know two weeks before the shutdown Alyssa had already been started working from home because of day child care for her kid right uh, and you know john who works for us he was already working from home because his wife works in a uh, assisted living care facility so super high risk and so i was like look you can't even be here you need to just go home yeah and i think people kind of i mean i don't know i, I like I, I like to say that we all have like terrible memories 
because we kind of remember the impactful moments, but this happened really fast. Like with like it was it was one of those things where within it was in a two week span when um, things started to kind of hit the fan in, on the East Coast, and then over that two weeks, it seemed like every day the information was different. It was changing that quick, like because hour by hour, knew. hour by hour. We were figuring out, oh, what we said an hour ago has now changed to this, and now changed to this, and then shutdown started being talked about, and that was like a far fetched idea, and then it became a reality, and it was just, I mean, the evolution was quick. Oh well, yeah, our, our own government was figuring out what to do. Yeah. Like, they'd never done this like during this time. Not during this generation, yeah, no one, generation. no one living had done this. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it was all kind of playing it by ear, and you know, trying to go off of data from other countries. Right. Um, but before we get too far ahead, I mean, we always try to do. We always try to rewind the clock a little yes. bit. Go back <clears throat> to uh, between what we did last time and this time, right? And it was a whole I want to say it's nothing. a lot. Yeah, it was a whole lot of I nothing. Say it's a lot, but it totally, it totally wasn't. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I don't know about you, what Shannon's doing at the house, but uh, Ashley. So between um, potentially working on a third child, <laughs> I think there's gonna be a lot of that going on or, with the quarantine. Yeah, yeah you're either divorce or you're gonna have children. Exactly yeah. right. So Ashley yeah. does family law. I was so thinking she the same said, thing. She's like. Business is actually really December good. December right is going to be a lot like, of babies in December. Well, and a lot of divorces, right? <laughs> and so, you know, it's sad when whenever she says business is good, that's a sad thing, right? Sure. People are not uh, not in love. They're not anymore. reconciling, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know, imagine being stuck with somebody you hate for months, right? Oh yeah. Oh, it, it, it's happening too, dude. And that's okay. what's happening. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of in, serious issues actually. Not even in a relationship, it. like just roommates. Like imagine if you if you're with a roommate that's just a total pig and you're just like and you're a neat freak like I can't imagine the epic battles that are happening right now across the country. Oh yeah, it's got to be ridiculous it's, in yeah, some houses. Exactly, it's got to be bad, dude. I mean, husbands beating wives, uh, children like, beating you know, each other who have no excuse who have <laughs> who have no escape and you know getting right. like, hit by their parents like you or know the, or the kids that live in places that where they don't have a yard. Right, they can't even go outside and like like let it out. They live in an apartment, or they live in like a you know a building, you know that's just like eighteen floors, and they have nowhere to go but their little you know nine hundred square feet. That's rough, man. Well, I'll tell you one thing though. It's like as a as a parent myself, is like you start to kind of like notice who's doing what in your neighborhood, and you're like, okay, that family pretty much sticks to their house or like right in front. Right. I'm okay with my kids playing with the neighbor's kids. Like I. I got to that point where I'm like, you know what? Just hang out on the cul-de-sac. Like, yeah. Go play. Ride your bikes. This is our sphere. Try right not here. to share spit, yeah, exactly. you know? Um, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, these kids, I've got two boys, right? Ashton and Jackson and uh, nine and six. And, you know, if they're not trying to kill each other, like something's weird. <laughs> something's wrong. <laughs> so, something's not right. <laughs> siblings, right? Dude, yeah. It is constant. It is yeah. just constant, constant battle. Oh, dude, I can't. I mean, Obviously not having kids, but I remember when my brother and I were young and man, we were at each other nonstop. Yeah. Like, it's like normal. Think, like, yeah. You think we were like mortal enemies yeah. just com- the, with the sole reason for being born was to be at each other. Yeah. That's like, what it, it was that's just, what it feels like. How, did you guys ever, were you guys ever like saying like, I want to kill you? Oh yeah, yeah. I had a younger sister, and it was like that. Like, right, the, really the classic, the classic sh- lines. I hate you. I wish you were never born. <laughs> yeah. You're not my sister, you're my brother. <laughs> yeah, you're you're adopted. Yeah, you're, she threw a rolling pin at me once. <laughs> dented the fridge. Oh my. Oh God. yeah. <laughs> so it's not <laughs> so abnormal it what I'm dealing <laughs> oh, with. Oh, you think it's bad now? Wait till they hit puberty and they start to get muscle mass. Oh yeah, you're gonna be in trouble. Then it's bad. I put my brother's head in the back of a door. 
<laughs> well, I just That's... I was just thinking about like those those stories you hear about like some asshole dad who like left his family. I'm like, I can relate to that guy now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he finally had enough. In theory, he got, you can relate. In theory, to that guy. Yeah, in, in theory, theory. yeah. He got, Let's be clear. He got, yes, he got so fed up of yelling at these kids. Constantly, yes. and then realizing I'm raising monsters. Yes, he's like, exactly. I'm gonna go start over. <laughs> Why can't you guys love each other? <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> you guys are the worst. Yep. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, just oh my dad! Each my, other. I I look back and I just I remember my parents <laughs> and uh, you guys as parents. I probably know this now, uh, but my parents used to tell us as kids, someday you're gonna appreciate everything that we do for you and including the discipline including keeping you guys apart and i always said yeah 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 whatever totally true 100 <laughs> percent. like if they weren't around to like be referee we yeah. would have we would have murdered each other and i would my brother now my brother and i have a good relationship that's what right. i hear i hear it turns into that right now we have usually a good right around college i just can't wait for that moment like <laughs> it can't come it. soon enough right yeah yeah really? my, your, my, my sister and i are we're okay. actually pretty close now and we yeah. talk pretty regularly you know and but before oh no we hated each other. Totally. Hate, hate. Like, like red in the face hate. Uh-huh. Totally. No, so my, I'm a hundred percent. My big, my big goal now is to try to, um, reconcile it within, find the patience within, because I realize I'm aging. Like oh, in this 100%. past two months, I think I've aged a year for how, how stressful <laughs> it's been, uh, trying to referee these fuckers. Um, <laughs> bleep i love yeah. them oh there's no bleep in here i i love them yeah we threw the whole explicit rating thing like we tried yeah. that for like four episodes and then it was like oh, done oh yeah we um, didn't do it. <laughs> you know but uh but it's like i love them but i look at them sometimes and i'm like you guys are assholes <laughs> like straight up selfish, like selfish. Why, oh, that's, why don't you appreciate anything we're doing for yeah. you how dare you say what am I doing around the house when we're asking them what they're doing, right? right? <laughs> what are I'm you like, doing? why did you go make a living right now? And it's like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I am definitely my father. No concept of <laughs> yes, money. Right? my mother. You turned yeah. into your parents, totally, right? We totally. all do. We all do. And yeah. there's no way, and I realize now, there's no way I will ever, ever make them understand that concept. Like, not, don't, not, they're, not they're never going to understand. It. Yeah. Not until they live it. Nope. But it's important that they see you do it because when they grow up, and they go out to do it. You want that's them to the, say, oh my God, I've become my father? No, well, that too. But that's the example that they're going to look at. How did my dad do it? Okay, mm -hmm. he did this, 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 yep. and that. Like, yep. that's the example. And that's, I think, the part. All... <laughs> <laughs> How did my dad do it? Oh, he got the belt. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that's one thing I've told myself, especially during this time. Yeah. I'm not touching him. I'm not touching him. Like, I could just see it getting too out of control. Like, if it goes to that point where yeah. I'm like, you know, I tend to just be, I tend to yell. I find myself yelling and I even try to like mitigate that. But yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to hit these guys. Like, I don't want them like looking at me, uh, trying to scratch my head and like flinching, you know, yeah. like, I don't want that to happen. So were you spanked as a child? Oh, I was beat as a child. Yeah. Were yeah. you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, mine was obviously a Mexican household. So mine was full chancla mode. Like <laughs> my mom chasing us with a, with the, with the flip flop and just like whap, oh, yeah. like right across the bum, big old cherry for like a day. Yeah. Like, yeah, she was, I mean, luckily we weren't like horrible kids to her. We were horrible kids to each other. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that's usually the problem. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we didn't get beat a whole lot, but yeah, when it was, I remember, um, I tell this story to a few people, um, but I, I'll tell it now and she'll, I know she'll never hear this podcast, so I am, I'm safe on that front. <laughs> That's what you think. Yeah, right. That's like my wife. <laughs> this lives forever. It's the, totally. It kind of yeah. does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I do remember vividly, like it happened yesterday, 
the first time I told my mom no. Oh yeah. When I when she told me to do something and I said no. <laughs> and I I made mistake number 1 was saying no. Mistake number 2 was being in arm's reach when I said no. <laughs> Cuz that awesome. was the fastest backhand I had ever received in my life. Oh yeah. She didn't even she didn't even flinch. Didn't yeah. even hesitate. She'd been waiting for you oh, to say it for a long time. Like, for a couple years, <laughs> right, probably. Just She's like, it's coming. The moment's coming. It's coming. She's yeah. cocked and loaded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, yeah. gro- he's growing. He's getting yeah. bold. Oh, he starts yeah. to feel like he owns the place. Oh, yeah. It's it's coming. You know, yeah. You're probably right. If I asked her that question, uh-huh. she'd probably say, oh, yeah, no, I knew. Yeah. I knew it was coming. Yeah. But man, she and then she's just she, it just came across like I don't even think I had a chance to blink. I remember I was just stunned. I was, yeah. I was just in the moment. I was stunned. And she said, don't you ever say no to me again. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Lay down the law. Yeah. I was like, that's, yeah. that, that's how you do it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Jackson tried to mock me once just like that. And as yeah. soon as it came out of his mouth, he like, he kind of did this like little fake smile like, uh, and he like repeated what I said and I just went off on him so hard and he like broke down in tears. Never had that happen. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Break that habit right now, real quick. Right, yeah. you have to. Like your mom, nip those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those unacceptable moments. Yeah, non this problem. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. Kids. So this Corona thing's been a kids. been a trip, dude. Yeah. yeah. Kids and you know even the dynamic with the wife. Like mm-hmm. even the dog's driving me nuts now. <laughs> the dog. Really? That's a whole oh, new god. level right there. Oh wow. Oh my gosh, man. Lana is because that's the only thing that I really have to deal with. But she has become. She went from being a quiet big dog or moderately quiet to now everything is a vocalization. Like, oh, really? she's like she wants to move or she sees something outside. It's a bark or it's a whine or we call her a squeaker now because she squeaks. She makes this weird like squeaking sound like a like a squeaker toy. And it's and she'll do it very quietly for like an hour. She'll mm. just sit there going wee. Oh, that's weird. For like, for like, like, but it's out of boredom. Like, she's just like, she's just looking around the room, making this squeaking noise. Would you guys do a lot of stuff before? Yeah, she used to walk a lot, and she still walks, but not as much as she used to. Okay, and uh, because we're trying to not, it's. I mean, we're in a small neighborhood, and we're tight with a lot of people there, so we try to like not limit the exposure. But but yeah, in the dog park, obviously, those are closed. Dude, no, dude. There's dog parks open by my house, and I'm like, do you guys understand? Well, some like, of them are, but we don't go it for spreads. obvious reasons. It spreads with dogs too. It's, yeah, like, for obvious reasons, we don't go. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, she's like starting to get cabin fever, and that's driving me nuts. And yeah. Yeah, Charlie, my dog. Um, I guess it's becoming a bigger issue more and more as we get into it. But bit Ashton the other day. Oh really? Yeah, and oh, it wasn't. Wow. It wasn't a. It wasn't like a soft one either. Like it actually broke skin on his finger. Oh wow! So that dog's. I mean, based off of like you know the camp out that we had, where she was like you know very protective and then what happened inside the house we're, we're starting to have some serious conversations about poor poor old charlie um but i think this yeah i think this whole uh this whole thing is getting to everyone and everything yeah interesting it is yeah. it is it's very taxing yeah i think people underestimate the the mental like the you know how much it, it is taxing on people's mental well-being their mental health like it is it's definitely a lot it, it's a lot of stress too to just kind of be going through life in the unknown right mm-hmm. and not really sure Especially the, the situations we, we we talked about this briefly yesterday. Yeah, right. The situations are can be so polar opposite between you and your family, or you and a best friend, or you know anyone in your circle. Right. Someone could be doing well, or even doing great, and someone could be like experiencing the worst moments of their lives. Yeah. In that same period, and that alone, just dealing and balancing that is stressful. Yeah. Right. Like oh, that's yeah. that's tough. 
I mean, a lot of us, especially in this industry, in this world, like we get our release when we go out on a trail every few weeks. Or right. Go crawl or, or whatever it is that we do, go camp, just camping. Yeah. And it's like, that that's ours, right? But everyone else has other types of releases that they have. And those are all limited now. So if you imagine people who normally blow off their steam through one way or another, um, they don't have those same outlets anymore. So I mean, I guess the only guys winning right now are the gamers. All right. I mean, if you're if you're a gamer in heaven, if you're a gamer, nothing's like, changed nothing's for me. Changed. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? The world ended? <laughs> are they still, still shows are they up? Are they still making Cheetos in Code Red? Right. Yeah, as yeah. long as it's not a computer virus, they're okay, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm level a million now. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so true. <laughs> Their XP is through the roof these last two months. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I want to get back to Goose Gear, if that's cool with you guys. Um, Still uh, business, still yeah, shipping. Still business, still shipping. You know, one of the things that I noticed that you did really early on, Brian, that I really, um, A, I liked, but I also thought it was, you know, really kind of well done and executed was you were doing your weekly updates. Yeah. Are you still doing those? You know, we hadn't, uh, the last couple of weeks have been, we have a lot of changes going on. So we started it because we wanted to kind of let everybody know what's going on, right? Yeah. Hey, we're still here. We're sh- still shipping stuff out. You know, it's, yeah. it's a terrible situation for pretty much everyone. There's no one that's really loving this. It was kind of like a state of the union for Goose Gear, right? Like it yeah. was like you kind of like laying down everything that was going on yeah. and how it was affecting the business and the steps the business was taking. Yeah. And I mean, it was impressive. Like, man, you're a, you're a pretty good public speaker. You do well in front of the camera, dude. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Brian for president. Right. Yeah. <laughs> not so much. Not so much. Not that crazy. Yeah. No, I just, I really just wanted to, con- you know, let everybody know that we're here, right? That we're in a stable situation and we're not going anywhere. Um, you know, I took some extremely aggressive actions a week before the shutdown financially. That was really and, interesting when you told me about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I literally so took cool. out a massive loan uh, because I wanted to have resources, Right. right. I wanted to have capital, like a lot of capital. Right. And be ahead of the demand for capital. Exactly. That was going to come. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because and, and, and I don't care what government loans coming. Right. Like we're still waiting for some. Like we exactly. got some did last you, week. Did you do the CARES Act and all yeah, that? Yeah, we did all that. So we did get our PPP loan. It nice. actually funded last week, which was great. So that, oh, wow. that's Congrats. huge because we did. I mean, we lost, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in a matter of weeks. Wow. Just in sales dropping. You know, all that stuff is picked up now. We actually posted a really good April. I mean, really good, which was just. I, I still don't, I mean, it's shocking to me, but you know, we just wanted to be in a place where we could still fulfill orders, keep the business moving. I knew that production was going to grind to a, you know, to a much slower pace. So I used that money to accelerate other areas, you Got know, it. to, to help accelerated payments on vendors. I paid a ton of vendors. Like we have terms with a few vendors and I paid them all, I wrote them all checks and they were like, wait, everyone else is like hunkering down, holding their money. Right. But now when I call them and I say, Hey, I need some drawer boxes, like, right? Oh, drawer guys. Oh, I get line, everything right, right yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. And it's being, being there's, it's one thing to be liquid, but it's even better to be debt free. Yeah. Right. Like it's, yeah. and, and I think that's one thing that like that's, I did the same thing personally when all this was kind of starting and I knew that what was coming and I said, look, I don't know if I'm going to have a job. I don't know what's going to happen right. in two months. Right. As as big of a company as we are and as stable as we normally are. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's a bottom line and thing, oh, decision, yeah. decisions got to be made. Right. And so no hard feelings. I know it. And I said, would I rather be liquid or would I rather be debt free? And I said, debt free. So I, I cashed out a lot of stuff and I even I even cashed out two weeks of my vacation time mm. and paid off everything yeah. as much as I could. Well, it takes a lot of stress off. 
Right. It does. You, you, when you it don't does. have these looming bills and there's, you know, huge pa- accounts payable for us, accounts yeah. payable, right? And so by not by killing a lot of that, it really allowed us to to not have to worry about, oh, this vendor needs to be paid this week, right? We had right. already paid everybody weeks in advance. So that bought us three weeks of not thinking about paying bills. Right, exactly. Which is a lot. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you've got multiple vendors, we, we could focus on what we need to focus on, which was building product shipping product right and you know there was a we had a ton of stuff it's in also the works, it's but. also agility right like because you're not tied down to vendors you're not tied down so when you get that cash flow if things do work out for you it's all it's it's money that can be reinvested however you want because you don't owe it to anybody yeah it's like a bonus right exactly. yeah so you can it, it's it allows you to be more agile and, and kind of get things where you need it you know whether it's machinery or it's people or it's time or whatever it is right you can move that around that was definitely probably that i mean that was a, that was a smart move yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, one yeah. thing I realized is that whole, like, uh, I mean, we're lucky, right? You and I, like, you working for Shimano and me with KC. Yeah. At the beginning, I, too, was a little, you know, I wasn't concerned because there was anything wrong with KC and our numbers were bad. Like, actually, we were doing really well. Um, but just just pragmatically and practically. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, I, I could potentially lose my job. And it wouldn't be any fault of anyone. It would just be the current economic situation, right? Exactly. And depending on yeah. how far down it went and how quickly it went down that path, um, you know, it's you want to keep the essential people that you need to keep the, the lights on, right? And yep. can you can you get by without somebody having to direct traffic? Yeah, you could because, you know, you, you'd expect the lights to do their job, right? Um, so, yeah, I, was, I, had that, I had those concerns. Knock on wood. Uh, haven't it's haven't a whole to, room full of wood here, man. Yeah, haven't yeah right. To, <laughs> you're surrounded by lots of wood. Haven't had to worry about any of that, but it's like you know, and I got a little flack for when I first voiced my concerns. But it's yeah. like, dude, if you weren't thinking that way, like you were kind of behind uh, absolutely the curve, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so for me, it was it wasn't because I had I didn't have faith. It was just flat out like being practical. I mean, for me, it was a lesson from 2009. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's I went through reason. that too. Yeah. Yeah. I we think we, obviously, house. yeah, we all did. Right. Oh, like hit, my, yeah, my parents, in eight. Yeah, in oh, eight, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. In oh, eight, yeah. For a lot of people. Eight, yeah. My nine. parents lost their house in also, I mean, they had bought their dream house essentially and it gone in by, they were out of it by 2010. It was, so gone. it was a very yeah. traumatic experience. It was back huge. Then, and, and you know, carried over the, the crazy thing is for me, um, Shannon and I were renting at that time. So we had like, the only money we had was in the stock market. So there was nothing that was impacted other than the stock market. And even then, when I heard, when I when the word too big to fail started becoming a thing, I sold everything. And I had all my cash in the bank. Mm. And then that, and that was it. And it, about four months later, everything hit the fan. And and the thing about that one is that one, if you, if you remember, that one was a slow burn. Yes. That took, I think, the government months if not a year a year to react i was well it yeah. was like a year before it actually started to turn around again. exactly i mean it took it took them forever yeah. to figure out how why who what when where and, and what the next step was going to be and you know like that was that was a slow burn and you know that chaos i i personally we fared through it okay our family members and other people obviously didn't but um you know being liquid and being debt free again was the reason that we were okay yeah. And so, you know, I took that lesson into this one and said the same thing. I said, everything's out, pull back everything because the windfall for us in that one was that when all the money started coming in, I poured it all back into the stock market mm. and yeah. I bought things at pennies in the dollar. I mean, right. I was, I was buying Apple stock at like $25. I was yeah. buying AT&T stock at $3, Bank of America at a buck 25, you know, like I bought thousands of shares at that price. Right. You know? Yeah. And so, I mean, that was... 
And, and that is what kind of got us to where, you know, we were able to do it, buy a house and do other things. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely like that lesson is what rang true this time and what got everything out. And, you know, it's and not everyone's able to do that, but trust me, this will not be the last time that we have hard times. No, yeah, right. So take those lessons to heart and try to not have a short term memory when it or, comes to those you things know, and, yeah. and expand your skill set. I was going to say, like, one thing I've learned during this uh, period of being home and having things fail around me and not really wanting to call a plumber or something is like, I know how to swap out my garbage disposal. Right. I've, uh, <laughs> I've reinstalled a dishwasher, you know, like I've done my baseboards and they like, you You're know, a contractor now. Yeah. I'm right? a contractor now. Like, like my father before me. Well, um, it's funny you say that because that's what my dad used to say. Right. He's like, you got to know how to do all this stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. because he is, that's truly essential. I think totally. if you are handy enough to where you can fix things and build things, then I think you have a place in society. And if you truly have none of those skills, you're very easily replaced. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was a good, like, I mean like, okay, thank God I can do this stuff. You know, uh, we got a, we got an invoice for like 6,500 bucks to do like a bunch of the remodel. Oh, by the way, during this time, my, my wife, uh, thought it would be great for us to move. So, uh, we're currently in process <laughs> of getting our house in order in order to sell it. And, uh, Buy a new house. She wants a pool. Yeah, and I like, want a pool. And I told her, yeah, yeah. yeah Frank wants can to come I have over. An, can I have a pool? Too you can all come over. Yeah, um, you get a pool. You get he a told pool. me. Ollie sent me a text telling me that he's getting. He goes looking at the garage. He's like, oh man, it's gonna be fun moving all this stuff. And then we got through the whole are you moving thing. And then he goes, yeah, thinking about a house, the pool. And then I wrote down, I would like that. <laughs> so true. Thanks, Ollie. Thanks. I really wanted a pool to go yeah, hang exactly. out. Exactly. That's so awesome. That you're gonna take care of it for us too. I can promise you, I will bring beers every time I show up. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take care of the maintenance cost yeah <laughs> um but yeah so it's like we got that invoice i'm like there's no way we're paying 6500 dollars, especially not right now and so i'm like all right roll up my sleeves start getting stuff done i'm like oh i checked that off the list that's off the list that's off the list holy shit i just did five thousand dollars worth of stuff right in yeah. like a day's worth of time i'm like these motherfuckers are <laughs> charging us for what <laughs> no offense to contractors i know you guys gotta eat but damn well yeah. you know they're charging you for their license their insurance their, yeah, the right. white van they drove over uh -huh. in, right yeah. Yeah, none of that stuff was free yeah. amazing how that stuff isn't free right yeah, yeah. Damn. <laughs> like okay yeah. from now on i know now you yeah. know now exactly know. so i mean so brian what's been going good for you guys these past uh you know 45 days uh, you know, we've we've been kicking out a bunch of products. So it, we're kind of in a weird position because just before this all happened, you know, in February, we ordered a brand new CNC machine from Italy, no less, that wow. got stuck in Italy because it apparently has the COVID. So it's shipping out, I believe, either this last week it just shipped or it's shipping out next week. Um, and we were in the middle of trying to figure out where we're going to move a new location uh, we were actually negotiating with someone to buy the cabinet and countertop business and that just vaporized yeah, in a matter of a day. You know, it was like the, the governor started saying, mentioned the word shutdown and the guy called us. He, uh, he Sorry. excuse me, the day before was, you know, we're going to send an appraiser over, get the business appraised. And uh, the next day it was like, yeah, no, we're done. No, we're not going to do it. And so it's been a massive massive amount of stuff to think about and then trying to move during this and then trying to go to the city and getting a building permit and a certificate of occupancy for a new building when yeah, they're not even open. Yeah. yeah. How does that it's, work? Yeah. I, so it all has to be done remote and it's just wow. everything is, those things are, you know, those are internal problems that I have to deal with as the owner. But business-wise for the rest of the business, you know, the shop is running smoother. We've gotten some really good talent in here building stuff um, and we're getting product out faster than we ever have, uh, which is awesome. 
And I'm looking forward to moving because once we move, we're going to have a completely different layout. It's going to become much, much more efficient how we build stuff. You guys do look pretty cramped in here. I mean, like, oh, I yeah. see there's a lot of stuff in here. Oh, yeah. We're well, this is only one half of it. There's a whole nother half. Yeah, on the front side. Oh wow! Yeah. Have you not? Have you? I've not never been past this room. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, never, yeah. yeah I've never yeah. been past this. So this kind of is warehouse where, where we're sitting right now is like the main cabinetry business, right? Yeah. So that actually, we actually stopped having that unit back in May of last year. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, what, so you consolidated? Yeah. So we consolidated oh, wow. and cut back on our overhead because it saved us, you know, almost three thousand dollars a month. Oh wow! By by, by squeezing down a little bit. Yeah. We paired back some of the machines that we weren't using as much and got rid of some stuff that we weren't doing as much that wasn't pro as profitable for like the cabinet business and really focused on the stuff that was profitable. And so we're, it, we were able to cut back on square footage, which is a big deal. Saved us a ton of money, obviously. I mean, that's another good move, right? I think a lot of businesses sometimes kind of hope that these, these fringe products, they support these fringe products that are really more of a time suck or a money suck, mm -hmm. right? Then than the one that is truly their core business, their customers have spoken and said, this is what we want to buy from you. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of companies also kind of like, ha you know, spend a lot of money on that fat that isn't really providing anything. Yeah, absolutely. It's well, the 80, 80, 80, 20 rule. Yeah. The, the cool thing about Goose Gear is the fact that you didn't just say, oh, one day I'm just going to build stuff for cars. It was more like, I have this business. I know exactly how to create cabinets, drawers, all the whole nine for yeah. like, what is it like commercial residential or just we used to do we still do some residential but majority of it's commercial institutional medical type stuff so and so it's like the best process like the best materials like you've honed your skills there you know what you're doing and then and then you took all of that that knowledge and then you applied it to vehicles right yeah exactly yeah exactly and that's that's what really allowed goose gear to start because you know the machinery we use for goose gear you know in its first three years of total sales couldn't pay for the machines that it uses to produce the product right right so it's just it, you had all the infrastructure we already had all the infrastructure the backbone of the company was basically formed by the cabinet and countertop business wow and if we didn't have that we would we never would have made it because yeah. you know you, you can subcontract your work to other vendors and have them build stuff for you but that only lasts so long you that's not really super scalable right so Unless you're, you know, you have endless funding and, you know, Goose Gear funded with basically nothing. <laughs> so we had to really make the most of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it go, I mean, I've got your full system, of course. Like if anyone mm -hmm. checks out my YouTube page, you'll see all the install videos that we did together, which was awesome. Yep. Um, still my best. Videos. Set the bar way too high. <laughs> I can never get back there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is getting sponsored after this. Yeah, I know, um, right? <laughs> but no, I mean, my sliders all work smooth. Everything still works smooth. Nothing's kind of fallen out of like, you know, being true. Everything's still square. Like, yeah, just good stuff. And, no, you, that's, and that's and, a really good point. And you run what the, the, the same plate thing? System the, in the I back? run the full the full seat delete kind of sleeping platform for the FJ Cruiser. And you know, I can say now, a year later, you're right. None of it has moved. It's still exactly the way I set it up. Actually, more surprising than any than the fact that it still uh, is is you know plumb and perfect mm -hmm. is the fact that. After all the trips that we've done in the last year, all the rattling, all the rattling, yeah. all the off-roading, all the gear in, out, in, out, all that stuff, that platform, when you just take a nice wet rag to it and run it across, it looks it brand new. Yeah. It is yeah. crazy. After a year <laughs> of that abuse. bullet liner, right? Uh, Linex. Linex? Oh, yep. Linex? Yep. After Linex. a year of abuse, the damn thing looks brand new. I couldn't believe it. I, I just cleaned it like two months ago before all this started, actually, and after our last trips. I went in there with a red rag, cleaned everything down, took out the tie downs and cleaned it the full just once over on it. And I was looking, just sitting there looking with the door open going, wow, 
this looks like the day I bought it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's amazing. That's what we want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah. the only the only thing I would improve on it is we already talked, but you got that Molly panel now for the side of the camp kitchen. Yep. So I'm going to use that to like uh, set up some pouches and hang my rods, my rods and reels off of that. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. what we should do. We should do a camping slash fishing trip when this is all over, dude. I just line it fishing up like tomorrow. So like tomorrow. just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm already seeing people on trail. I'm already seeing people getting out there. Like, Ollie, just, we can't go out there. I can't believe you said that, dude. No. People, yeah. are, people are already going out there, and I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah. I want to go out there. Yeah, yeah. There's so we had to go. We're we move. We're getting ready to move. So we actually did. Excuse me, not getting. We just moved out some machines that we were no longer using, right? Because we don't need the space. We don't need those machines. They don't make enough money to cover the floor space. They got to go. And a friend of mine has property up in Apple Valley, which is a ways away. And he's like, "Hey, you can store it here." So we took a trip out there and took a look at it because I understand there's a quarantine and we shouldn't be going out. But the reality is, I I have I have machines that have to get out of here, right? Yeah, they got a business has to continue moving. Otherwise, we're just we might as well just close it down, file bankruptcy, and go home. So we uh, we took a trip up there, and on the way back, we did a loop through Johnson Valley, and I was amazed at how many people were outdoors. Oh, really? Amazed at how many people were out there. Oh no shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know a few people that are out there today, actually. Yeah. We're out today. And then, and then what's his name? Uh, the YouTube guy that uh, Jeep Generation. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was in uh, in Big Bear. He said it was the most people he'd ever seen on the trails yesterday. And I was yeah. just like, oh, man. Part of it like make breaks my heart because I'm just like, oh, guys, this is why like they're trying to overreach and overstep, right? Is because this yeah. is happening, right? If we all just settle down, then they'll just get off our backs. Right, and what we can we can get back to this quickly and without having to fight and do all this nonsense. But yeah, we don't need to well, get like more fuel to repress, shut things down. Exactly, it's 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 the same fight as OHV trails, right? It's like don't give them fuel to right. shut stuff down. Yeah. Just sit tight. But it's like you repress something for so long, and then it's like everybody wants to do it all at the same time. Yeah, like. But like, this community of all others, if anyone should know how to hunker down, it's the people that have been buying shit and storing it in their <laughs> bunker for like a, for like. Sure. If you so can't true. handle, if you can't handle two months not leaving your house, I'm sorry, dude. You're not a prepper. Sure. Don't, don't just you're not, forget. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. I don't, think, I don't it. think everyone claims to be a prepper in this community, though. No, no, no. no like, they don't. They don't. But no. I'm just saying, like the crowds that are the most vocal are the ones that have like these crazy like plans for the apocalypse. And I'm like, man, you couldn't even last 30 days in your house. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think happens if there is an apocalypse? Do you think you should be out there walking around your neighborhood? Yeah. It's not going to happen. When dude. the zombies are out yeah, hunting for you exactly but you're I'm just saying when there's not down. a when there's not a shutdown people are trickling out like over periods of weekends and months right. and whatever and it's like everyone at the same time is is locked down and then they hear oh this trail just opened up they open up this trail or they open up the beaches for instance right, right? you've oh got, yeah Huntington dude, Beach, my neighborhood my backyard suddenly yeah. instead of just like you know a few thousand it's, it's like tens, tens of, thousands. of thousands i mean you want you want some perspective look at i was watching the news last night and i live at spain those people have been locked in their homes, full police lockdown, way more severe than what we're experiencing mm-hmm. here for 70 days, Oof. 70 days. The only reason you can go outside is medical and food. Wow. That's it. Like you want to talk about people that are like legit yeah. suffering or, yeah. or at least doing it. It's, it's those guys. And now, and the reason they were in the news is because this week, yesterday, was the first time they were allowed to legally go outside. And what they're doing is um, they're segregating hours of the day. So in the morning, it's adults, like middle-aged, young adults. Um, They're allowed for two hours out out between like 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. You're allowed to go walk around, you know, be in the street. being in prison. Exercise. Yeah. It is. And then they shut down. Everyone goes back inside. And then the next hour is elderly and only elderly. 
Wow. And then they shut to do that for a couple hours and then so on and so on and so on. And so everyone gets their time and they're keeping the high risk groups away from, you know, yeah. the younger, more active groups. And except the younger, more active groups just touched everything. Right. right? <laughs> so the three year old just licked the slide at the part at the playground. They're all still trying to figure yeah. this out and they're all figuring it out. As they are. Go. They like, are trying to figure no it precedent. out. There, there is no, no like, right way or wrong way yeah. for sure. They're definitely <clears throat> figuring it out. My point yeah. is, though, is that we need to kind of like look, be, have some perspective. Right. And be like, look, yes, things aren't ideal. And yes, we're sacrificing. But come on, man, it could be so much worse. Like, you know, look at what they're doing in Spain or in Italy and all those other countries. Like, we're not them. We're definitely not as bad as they are. So I'm going to go ahead and take that as a win. You know, in Sweden, it was interesting. I I saw their infectious disease guy and he's like, yeah, we're just keeping shit open because we want to move towards herd immunity as quick as possible and they've had like major spikes that's also a country of like seven million so i'm just saying they've had major spikes though right they've had a high death rate yeah and they're like yeah you know we're dealing with that it's almost like they're like yeah this shit's gonna happen and we're just gonna deal with it we're all gonna get through it quicker yeah um that's one way of approaching it and i think we could have approached it that way if we had a if we had a more robust infrastructure i think that's the real problem is you know some of these smaller countries like like Denmark, Sweden, like some of these like north northern you know Nordic countries have a really robust healthcare system, and yeah. for, and, and a small population, right? So they can handle the they volume. Can, they can handle the volume because they're they've been doing this for decades already, yeah. right? We don't have that, right? We're our healthcare system is basically built around the bare minimum as far as like beds, not not quality, but I mean as far as beds, right? Sure. And, and it's built around the the statistical rate for for normalcy. Right. It's not built around what happens if we need to bring in 40 percent of the country at once. Yeah, I'd argue they're probably significantly more active and more fit than us as well. A hundred percent. And so I would say a huge factor is just being in in a better physical condition. You're going to be able to fight this off a lot easier. So their their country alone is just better prepared for it. You could also make that argument as to why California is probably faring better than a lot of other states. It's a lot. Everyone's outdoor all the time. It's a lot, especially the coastal cities. There's a lot of active people in these cities right as far as like per capita yeah right so you could argue that that could potentially be also why california is faring much better than other states all right so now that you guys have heard us talk about stuff that you probably already (laughs) talked to your friends about (laughs) yeah um, 2700 times let's uh let's go let's just dig back into brian again and uh how did you get started into the whole world of off-roading um so i mean when i was in high school i was 16 and my first truck was a my first real truck was a, a 65 Chevy El Camino. Okay. Yeah, and we, I convinced my dad to buy it for me, but it had a built 400, you know, 350 board out to a 400 with a turbo wow. 400 transit. It was quick as That's lightning. A lot of power and my mom was like, he is not driving this and he's going to kill himself. She was probably right. So uh, he actually had, my dad had actually bought a 1984 Toyota standard cab short bed four-wheel drive base model wow and that actually became my rig and so in high school i started really doing oh yeah just i didn't change the oil in the thing for like sixty thousand miles because i didn't know you had to (laughs) that is awesome oh yeah it was great my friend comes when's the last time you changed oil i'm like what i didn't know you'd do that wait what "What, are you kidding any other the the ironic the ironic part about that is my dad used to build like race motors chevy 350 (laughs) race motors when i was a kid like when i was like two three years old he didn't rub off none of of it rubbed off at all (laughs) so i knew nothing Nothing about vehicles when I got my truck. And uh, he did oil change and metal shavings came out of the Oh, my gosh. We threw new oil in and I drove for another 50,000 miles. And wow. Sold it to somebody. I changed the oil Sold it that. to somebody. Sucker. <laughs> Sucker. Yeah. The, the fun uh, thing, the ironic yeah. thing is that truck is probably still worth more uh-huh. than what you bought it for now. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. That thing was so awesome. We beat the crud out of that thing. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, that was like in high school. We used to go wheeling. Like, 
almost every day. We wow. would go up to Saddleback Peak right in our own backyard. Yeah, Grew up in Anaheim nice. Hills and Yorblenda, and we'd just go wheeling up there all the time. And uh, and then stopped, you know, shortly after I bought that, and then I had a, an XJ uh, that I put long travel on, you know, several several years ago before I started really before I even knew what overlanding was. Yeah, and uh, and basically we always just did the typical, you know, had a four wheel drive truck. We'd go up a trail, we'd come down, and we'd go home. Right, and. Uh, you know, later in life saw, you know, started watching videos and I was like, you know, I want to go four wheeling again. And so I started watching search YouTube, right. And found, uh, ironically enough, expedition overland and, uh, Andrew, Andrew St. Pierre white. Yeah. I watched and, a lot of his videos. Yeah. yeah that's and how so, I got, when I, when I got yeah. started was researching, getting back into, um, off-roading, I came across one of yeah. his videos and I was like, hold on a minute. Wait, this, this is this is a whole different style of for you. Yeah. Like you're going to do it for multiple days. Like this is, and like, I'm going to see cheetahs and giraffes and uh huh, <laughs> right exactly. Now. That's exactly how I felt. That's funny because I was like, you know what? That's what I want to do. I don't want to go wheel in for the Look, day it's and a go coyote. home. <laughs> right. Yeah, coyote. That's in my backyard sometimes. That's in my backyard. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So I started watching their videos, and I didn't have four wheel drive vehicle at the time. I mean, I did, but it was just a, a double cab long bed. It was a work truck, but right. it was four wheel drive. But never took it off road ever. And uh, also was realizing that, you know, this is the time when my daughter, like I've told you this story, Ali, yeah. is that my daughter was 10 and I was just like in this massive panic. So we went from 2008, the market immediately affected us. We were doing real estate at the time. Oh, so wow. in 2009, yeah. we were done. We lost everything. Yeah, that in industry was just everybody. We were done. Yeah. Done. Lost our house, lost everything. And it wow. was just like, yeah, I'm never going through that again, first of all. And that's why I treated this incident much differently than I would have if I had not you gone through that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I realized that, you know, after that, though, we started a new business in 2010 with the cabinet countertop business, which my wife is third generation. Her dad was retiring, closing his business down. There was a difference in the family of who was getting what. So we just said, you know what, forget it. You do whatever you want with it. She's going to start her own place. And we kind of yeah. started doing our own. But uh, because the economy was so crappy in 2010, especially in contracting, you know, we were working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. Wow. Just to keep the doors open, right? Just take any job you could get and do right. it. Because all the other smaller shops were basically bidding anything at pennies on the dollar just so they could pay a bill. Yeah. But they weren't making enough money to survive. And so that's why all those people died, right? They all went away because right. they didn't charge enough money. So they didn't actually make enough money to Race stay alive. to the bottom. Right. Yeah. So I actually, yeah, I flipped a lot of machines from cabinet shops as they were going out of business and that kind of stuff. But um, but we were working crazy hours. And my daughter's 10. And this now is 2014. And I was like, dude, my daughter's 10 and we haven't done anything epic. Like we're working our, mm, yeah. our asses off. We have nothing to the show for it. other life than, wasn't there. No, quality of life was terrible. Yeah. It was absolutely horrible. And, and my daughter's getting to a point where I know that it's coming you know and you were talking about your kids right how they make you crazy and i my perspective on that is so different on because of some stuff that i've learned through business connections people i know you know how people react you know different personality types and how people move and different people inside business so a lot of psychological dynamics of people is that's all i've been learning about for the past year and a half right and so the psychology of how people work and why they work and why they do what they do and oh, how wow. they're going to react to the stuff you tell them to do like how my technicians in the shop are going to react if i tell them i want to change something mm -hmm. i know exactly what their answer is going to be before i even go to them yeah because i just have done that kind of research anyway back on track so 
it's but learning that has taught me a lot i look at my daughter different so my wife is extremely frustrated with my daughter right now because they're stuck in the house together right. and she's 15 16, right. 16 years old so now she's like the ultimate teenager where it's just everything's no and i'm and, too busy on my phone and to i talk know to everything i know and, that oh, mom. she definitely knows I know that mom. everything yeah. oh yeah. yeah she knows everything but to me i watch it and as much as other parents that i know that have kids at that age are like frustrated with their teenagers all i can do is smile and look at it because you know that that is what she's going to do yeah that's because a, that's that, what that teenagers is a teenager do. right exactly and knowing that that's coming to me is actually so pleasing to watch her and i actually smile sometimes when she's getting and it pisses her off even more right? <laughs> then she gets even more angry at me. why are you smiling at me i'm pissed at you and it's like you because know, i know that you're going to do this you can see it coming right right and it's just a rite of passage and that's I, and, so funny and to look at it from that perspective and just enjoy every second of it is that's all I try and do now. That's a good perspective. That is a good perspective. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're not going to, no one's trying to stop a dog from being a dog or yeah. a cat from being a cat, right? Yeah. Like why yeah. stop a teenager from being a teenager? Like, yeah. you, you know what you're, you're not gonna going to, you're, you're not going to win. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't stop win. you or you, right? You right. were still beating your brother's head into a door and <laughs> no shit, you know, huh? yeah. So you know, just funny, enjoy it. That kind of, that kind of ties into this uh, quote I heard um, from uh, this individual named Byron Rogers. And uh, I, he heard it somewhere, so I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. But it's basically like your perception of the world dictates what the world looks like to you, right? Sure. Yeah. So, um, or your your mindset, your consciousness is what dictates what the world looks like. So if you bring in if you bring in a negative attitude into that situation, I'm sure your daughter's gonna a probably get amped up even more, yeah. and the situation itself is gonna be that much worse for you. But you going into it with a smile. And kind of laughing about it because you know it's coming. You've you've taken ownership of the whole situation for yourself. Like it's probably not affecting you the way it maybe would have affected me. Right. You've yeah. diffused the situation already mentally. Right before yeah. you even oh, approached yeah. it, you've already diffused it. That's cool. Right. That's and really so cool. it's That's like powerful. my one of my coworkers says it, and sometimes it drives me nuts because I'm like, yes, because he says it a lot, but I get it. But he says, you know, perception is reality. Right. Right. And that's exactly what you're saying. Right. And I think it's 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 how you come into the situation and you can either, it can either become a self-fulfilling prophecy or you can change it by just being aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of power there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that is where, you know, we were working crazy hours and we weren't spending time with my daughter and she's 10. Yeah. And I'm like, and I know that going back to all that is that I know that, at 13, 14, 15 years old, she's going to be like looking at her phone or going out with her friends and it's going to be like, I'm too busy for you. And right. she's like my whole world, right? Like all of our kids. I mean, we, you know, we all have, you know, if you have kids, you just, you just love your kids, right? That's right. Just, you do. And, um, but having, realizing that, man, there's going to be a point where she's going to be like, yeah, dad, I, I love you, but I, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. Yeah. was like, that really bothered me. And so that's why I said, you know what, that's it. I literally just sold the truck, bought a forerunner and, started building it out as best as I could using the, you know, the cabinet stuff we had and, uh, and just started going camping and went, started going camping with friends and ended up meeting some really cool people. And Dave from American Adventures really was the big connection. Yeah. You know, he said, Hey, will you build something for my flip pack? And you know, I've told this story a hundred yeah. times. So I was What's like, I don't, I don't even know what a flip pack is. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I got to go Google that. Right. So <laughs> and I saw it and I was like, man, I have to have one of those. And then sure enough, two years later we had a habitat, which is basically the replacement for the flip pack when they went out of business. So it's, uh, it's been it's been pretty incredible. Yeah. It's pretty fun, and probably the biggest moment really was like when realizing that X Overland called us and said, "Hey, we want you to build some for our truck." And it was like I got into this because of wow, you, right? Was that the Lexus That's project? Cool. Yeah, no, before the Lexus. So we did work on their Tacoma. Okay. They did the Habitat. So we actually did work on the Tacoma, and then we did work on the, the Land so Cruiser cool. Two Hundred 
So, and we're sending something else to them that you guys saw on the table that you can't talk about, but we have something else right. that's going off to them uh, next week that's a prototype new product that's yeah, never been cool seen. Yeah, it's cool to see you guys still still innovating because I think it's really easy from from like a layman's perspective to say um, where where is there left to go? Yeah, there's sliders, there's drawers. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's really cool to just, and you know, I am a little sad that we can't talk about it, but yes it's, it's definitely i know <laughs> <laughs> just all you can say is it's a new product it's similar exactly. to what we already make but it's a different uh different price point right and it's going to open up some new markets for us and which the is really quality cool. is still yeah. going to be outstanding of course we're still going to crush it with the quality the same attention to detail the same yeah. function that you expect and it's just really cool to see that there's that that for something that people could you know glaze you know, gloss over really quickly there's still innovation there to be done and you guys are still kind of pushing that product forward with changes and and like you said pushing into other markets that's awesome yeah the Looking thing the thing i loved the most when we did the setup in the rear of my jeep was um the cubbies the side cubbies. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh, that the is con- like the, the most consideration useful- for wasted space, right? Bro. Yeah. It's like the space you like you didn't have before that you now 100%. not only have a storage space inside, but then you have a level surface on top that you can stack something on that won't fall off the wheel. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, that by far is probably one of my favorite things about the setup I have, you know, outside of the, the camp kitchen and, you know, just having a nice drawer that I can organize. But um, yeah, man, I mean, yeah. Stuff like that's cool. They're you know? one of our, uh, it's definitely a good seller for us, but it's also one of our most hated products in the shop because it's the most difficult to build. It takes the most labor. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so really. when it comes time to build cubbies, everyone's like, who has to do it today? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, think it's pretty funny. I think people take for granted, like when you find someone that makes truly quality product and that has attention to detail in the design of, of the product, how those two combinations affect the end result and your experience of the product. And I say all of that because when I came to get my install and you guys handed me a bag of tie downs, which was these little tiny little pieces, little eyelets, right? Yeah. They just bolt into yep. the top. And yep. I looked at them and I go, that little thing? I mean, literally it's the size of a quarter, right? And you're like, that little thing is going to hold down my gear. I go, there's no way. It's going to rip right out of the board. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. But the combination of the combi- you know, the, the quality nut that's already in there, the bolt, these like do you say they were tumbled like like stainless yeah, steel? Yeah, they're three they three sixteen eleven. It's eleven gauge three sixteen stainless yeah, steel. So it's, it's super it's incredibly strong. It is tough, yeah. man. They haven't budged. Yeah. They haven't pulled. They haven't been deformed. Yeah, like zero. They look same thing. They look brand new. And I've I've even accidentally hit those things sliding gear on the panel and just slammed into them and nothing. Yeah, like they are. It's mind blowing. Like it's, it's a tiny ass little anchor. It is. And it is it's incredibly so strong. It's yeah. so little. I'm like yeah. this thing is gonna rip out the first time I attach forty pounds to it. Yeah. You know, and it totally not bouncing around off roading wheeling, yeah. doing speed at you know in Johnson Valley and you know other other trips where we're just kind of ripping through the desert. Like, man, I'm impressed. Nothing yeah. moves back there. Yeah, I, I tie it down. It doesn't move. That's awesome. That is one thing. I mean, I've never gotten in there to like tighten anything up, but nothing's come loose either. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's, and you know, there's, so that it's funny because we have most of our hardware is custom made. You know, there are standard quarter 20 threads and yeah. six millimeter 1.0s and, you know, all kinds of different standard threads. But most of our hardware is custom made and it's made for a specific reason and the coating on it and then the kind of Loctite thread, you know, patch that we use. Right. There's, we've spent easily two years researching, I mean, a bolt that holds a corner block on the corner of the cabinet. It's not just a quarter 20 bolt because they'll come loose. We know that because we did that in the beginning because we couldn't, and the reality is because (laughs) the company was so small, we couldn't have done it. I mean, we have, you know, there's just around the corner from us, 
there's a little room there that's got thousands and thousands of dollars in hardware in it and just little nuts and bolts if not tens of thousands of dollars. Right. And it's taken us years to be able to build up, to be able to buy that because you can't get a custom bolt made in a hundred quantity. Right. You've got to buy a large quantity. I have to buy a thousand or in some cases, 10,000 of a hardware in order to get it custom made. Or just to make the expense worth it. To our spec. Yeah. And and that's, and that's an insane amount of money and an insane amount of commitment. Right. So those are the things that people don't know that, there's, it's not just a, a, a bolt we went to Home Depot and picked up. None exactly. of our stuff comes from Home I Depot. I can't even stop my caliper bolts from backing out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, if that, isn't the, if that isn't the truth bomb of the episode oh, right that's there. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Loctite everything. Yeah. yeah. Check your bolts right now. Get outside. Everything. Stop listening to this. Go check your bolts underneath your yeah, room. That's right. right. Especially caliper bolts. I think they might be pretty important. Oh, man. Yeah. Those things are so prone to backing out. I've never seen, I've never even, I never heard of a caliper bolt backing out until I met Ollie. Like, and then all of a sudden it's one, two, three, like three trips back to back. All of them came out. And it's like, dude, it's so I'm like, dude, I think we're to the point now where you need to start tack welding these things in there right? or like, or safety wiring these yeah, things right? or something. Like well, it's like something you always, you always change. get those, uh, you always get those responses when you like, you're in the garage working with your buddies, like repairing stuff or whatever it's like oh should we loctite this well does the factory manual say loctite well no okay then that it's sounds like, like a direct quote from someone that you know, I know. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and it's like well, but then but then like our buddy matt will be like dude i put loctite on everything yeah. i use red you know? i use red <laughs> red maybe a little too much yeah <laughs> so you know i found a balance between blue and red now yeah. but like i do put loctite on i pretty can see much ollie on a piece of paper mixing blue and red yeah he's like i need, <laughs> you know, I need like I've 50 got purple hold you don't have purple <laughs> oh you don't know what you're missing yeah, out on that's, that's funny missing out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome custom loctite <laughs> oh man so so cool thing is you're still working on project vehicles as yeah. we speak yeah yeah, we still have, I mean, it's it's definitely cut back quite a bit, you know, because of, you know, what's going on, right? So people aren't driving up and just hanging out for the day. People aren't, you know, we're not having, right. you know, we've had a couple of people that were out of state that were coming through where they're coming from a state that's not on lockdown and they're like, well, I want to pick up my stuff. And it's like, okay, well, stay outside. We'll bring it to you, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, no coming in the shop, you know, the typical business stuff. Because, uh, you know, the reality is in Orange County is that they posted on their website is that if you're a manufacturing business that does not have a retail front-facing customer interaction pro then you can continue to work under some certain strict you know cdc guidelines right and so that was basically what allowed me to bring my team back into the shop or at least i only brought one person in at first because i was just like it still was too too gray area for me right the the state saying no this county saying yes yeah and you don't want to get slapped no and i don't don't want to be on their radar early no i don't and you know the other thing is obviously we're you know we're a very social company right our entire company lives on social media yeah people love Love, love, love to destroy people, you know, armchair quarterback. And I'm sure if they saw that we were working in here and we weren't supposed to be, someone would have seen it, posted it. Next thing you know, I'm diffusing some marketing nightmare. Not to mention the fact, obviously, just the the health of the people and all that kind of stuff. But my team is like, look, I can't go home. Like, I I can't afford to not have a Right, right, yeah. You know, I need to work. So we brought, you know, we laid a few people off and then had a couple of people work from home. And then after we found out that was what this county of Orange said, then we were like, okay, 
good dan you come back in start working from here because he was actually working from his house he would come in whenever it was gone in the evenings and pick up a bunch of stuff throw in his forerunner drive it to his house unload it build oh, wow. the cabinets build the plates bring them back the next morning wow. before people got here drop them off then i would come in and box everything oh personally. my god that's so rough that is rough oh dude it was terrible it was terrible <laughs> that's why that's why when i got the loan i was like okay that's it i need to just get ahead of everything just yeah. pay every bill i don't want to have to have someone call me hey can you send me a check for this no just pay it now just be done i need all the every single minute i need free so but we still yeah we do have you know a really nice gladiator outside that we're working on um doing some pretty awesome pretty incredible stuff with it and uh and we've got a a 5010 camper that we're building that's actually going to get the interior system built it's uh over there well i want to talk about that yeah that was come a long way from the forerunner with you know your in six years you know (laughs) your forerunner to what i saw at um well i saw it before overland expo last year but the 510 campers, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, those things, I don't even know what you, do you call them campers? Like those things are just amazing pieces That's definitely of- definitely probably the next step, right? Or the, or dude, that is like from final boss tier. level. Yeah, that right? is like- of like overlanding. Yeah, that's that was the goal. It's from Germany, right? Yeah, it's from Germany. It's 5010, so it's made in Germany. Uh, it's two, two guys that own the company and they have been in overlanding forever. Wow. Forever. And I mean, like, so far forever that Stefan, who's mostly the front guy for the whole thing, he uh, he actually helped select, was on the driver selection committee for the Camel Trophy back in the day. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, that he, is back in that the day. That is back in the day. Holy he already had shit. the position of respect to be on the selection committee to back pick then. the drivers for the Camel Trophy. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I mean, it's just incredible. And they and they travel everywhere. I mean, he he's, you know, he's an overlander to the core. Right. Wow. And so is his, his business partner is also an overlander to the core who's a Toyota specialist that, you know, we were in Germany when we went to go check out the campers the first time and we're in a shop and he's got more land cruisers in there than you can shake a stick at, right? And he's, wow. and they're doing builds for people that are true overlanders. I mean, not like, in the mildest not sense. weekend warriors not these even guys close. are I mean, like yeah he's building a, a two-door 70 series land cruiser and he had two of them on rack side by side next to each other and he was taking the motor out of one to put it in the other one to basically just because this one motor has a he goes in his opinion a million mile motor and this guy is going to take this G, this uh, Land Cruiser, uh-huh. two-door Land Cruiser, through all of Asia and all of Africa for like the next and 10 years. And that's the motor he's going to want. 10 years. And that's the motor he needs because if he, and the guy's just like adamant, like, it's like, you know, like God wrote it on the on the side of the truck or something. You know, he's like, this motor will last a million years and we're going to put it in this it's truck. It's been chosen. For, yes, it has been chosen. I mean, he was so like crazy. But that's the level of it broke down have. a week later yeah <laughs> and blow through a rod out of the diesel it reminds me of the guy like that that um that has the inside track on athletes or like race horses and he's like yep. he just feels it well not not even just feels it but he's like this this horse um had a cold you know ten, right. six six months ago <laughs> yes. and or the veterinary it wasn't his usual vet who gave him the shot this time it was somebody else because the vet was had a cold or had a flu or whatever right like or oh, he's yeah. got a sprain that no one knows about or he has whatnot. an all-carrot diet yeah yep. he's saying that you know yep. this motor came to the factory and the master mechanic was actually on vacation so that motor is not a million mile motor yeah, exactly right, right. exactly <laughs> it was so. built on a wednesday it was yeah. built on a wednesday and all good motors yeah. are built on mondays exactly yeah so he's they're they're incredible guys and they really know their stuff and they've been doing it for a long time time and so the, this camper was really like a culmination of their dream of something to build that kind of gave them the canopy style that you see in a lot from other countries but also the living system yeah explain explain the 510 camper um 
for people who can't see it right now. Um, so basically, it starts off with a tray. So you do a tray back. So you remove the factory bed, you put a tray on, and then you get your storage boxes on either side of the rear wheels, and then you get a drawer out the middle between the frame rails, and then you have a flat tray. On top of the flat tray is very similar to like a canopy like you'd see from Australia or South Africa. So it's a canopy, but the difference is it also incorporates more of a your an American product, which is like a, you know like a, a summit or a vagabond or something like that, where it actually pops open and you can stand in the back of the truck. So it opens up a lot of space, tons of space. Yeah. Um, on the full size truck like mine, it's just under a queen size bed, so yeah, it's just it's a crazy. huge bed, and you still have you know. 20 square feet, 30 square feet of standing room. So it's room. modular? It, it almost looked like it came as like one complete unit, but it's modular. It is modular, yeah. Okay. So you can actually buy just the tray system. No kidding. And then you could add the canopy later. Oh, wow. So the canopy on my truck is, is mine's the way mine is built. You couldn't take it off really easily. But you can, if you build it properly, you can take it to where you can take that canopy off and have a flatbed truck. Oh, no shit. I can definitely see why you are the right person for this. Right. Because I see a lot of, a lot of parallels between them and what you guys are doing especially in the modularity like i didn't even know that but like the goose gear platform is the same way it's very modular you could do the back you could do the quarter seat the full seat or the just full the seat system. elite or you can use the plate system yep. like it's there's a there's a lot of parallels between the two between the two the two platforms that kind of allow you to kind of adapt it and make it however you want it so that each system is either the same or not the same as the next vehicle. Well, similar to that too, on that note, is the fact that once you see it all complete, it looks like it's it was made to be totally that way. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing with the the um, five ten is or fifty. 5010. Yeah, 510 is the, the shoe company. The shoe company. <laughs> um, 5010 is uh, when you see it, like when I saw it all installed on your rig, it's like it looks like it was just complete. Like, And especially the one feature you love to show, which is how the doors sound like regular automotive doors, like when they close. Oh, yeah. 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 Like every, yeah. the fit and finish They don't rattle. Is like they don't so have perfect. that loose, like camper sound oh, to yeah. it that you get. Everything. Like, <laughs> when That was the thing. So I saw the pictures of it. Um, Someone had sent me a photo. He had he had like maybe a hundred and fifty followers on Instagram. 50, oh 10. wow! Yeah, fifty ten. Uh, Passion is his Instagram, and uh, someone saw it and sent it to me in a direct message to my personal account. And I pulled it up. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> awesome. I have to see it." So I went to the website and I'm just scouring the website. And I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of that's kind of like as close to the dream as you can." And get, it had right? no U.S. dealers at that time. No U.S. dealers, um, and that was, I believe, in August of 2018, and then at Expo. Um, Expo East he okay. actually flew out and in that tent area where they have like the tabletop vendors that people just have a tabletop he was there with a video playing and I walked in I saw him I was like hey I know you and he looked at me and he saw the shirt and he read the goose gear shirt and he goes hey I know you too oh, that's cool and I was like, all right. And so we started talking. And <laughs> Did we was, just become best friends? I know, pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've been holding hands ever since. Just kidding. Yeah, so that was that was really the big, I mean, it was, he, he knew who we were because we were, that's what our specialty was the interiors. And he wants nothing to do with interiors. Right? Oh, wow. Like most camper companies, they don't want to do interiors. And I don't want to build campers. Yeah, I don't want that's perfect. To yeah, that's, so, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, so it's been, it's been awesome. And the, everything they do is just at a different level. It's just, when I flew out there and you open the door and you close it and it closes with double car door latches and you open it open smooth and then you look at the thing and the door is open at a negative angle. So if it's raining, the rain runs towards the camper, which everyone else goes the opposite direction. Right. But then it hits a continuous hinge and then hits, hits literally gutter. rain gutters. Yeah. That's who so cool. the heck Super thinks about smart. putting freaking rain gutters guy who doesn't want to get wet all exactly. the time. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what they did. Yeah, because yeah, if you make it go the other way, you've got to walk through it at some point. Yeah. Uh -huh. Or it's puddling around your campsite. Yeah. 
genius. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That is genius. Yeah. They just do things Details, at a totally man. different level, but I love it. Yeah. It makes me happy. That's right. Helps my OCD. <laughs> um, it's interesting you're doing that. One thing that we've talked about in the past is, and I think when I first brought my Jeep in to get the install done, you had a couple of troopies here, which was like a lot of custom work. Yeah, a those, lot right? of custom work. And you've kind of started to move more towards just kits now, right? Yeah. So we've killed, I mean, custom work is pretty much, it, it's not dead. So the way I look at custom work is, is it's something that I can reproduce and turn into a product, right? So I have, I have a few people, like we have a, a, a guy with a G-Wagon who really wants to bring his rig in, who's, we're probably going to bring his rig in. And I've already done a G-Wagon before. It just didn't really make it public because I haven't test fit it in multiple vehicles. And so at that point, you're more, it's more R&D than it is custom work. Exactly. So the, the, this person is yeah. getting the advantage of getting the first system, right. right? And they're getting something that they have they have the ability to provide some input to, right? Because I'm also, I always listen to my customers because the customers use the rigs, right? I've never owned a G-Wagon. I mean, I know what the back of an SUV looks like, but right. a G-Wagon is a little bit different, right? So... I'll listen to the, their input and try and build what meets their needs, but I'll also know what we know what works. Right, right? your experience. And we'll take our right. experience and kind of mesh the two. Some things I'll be flexible on, some things I won't, but they'll still get a killer system and then we'll get a new market. Um, and we get a lot of requests for a lot of stuff, right? So we get a lot of requests for custom work all the time. And we basically kind of almost had to say no. Right. You know, last year we had a phenomenal growth here. And this year before COVID, we were up almost 60% wow. last year. shit. Wow. Which is like wow! So that's <laughs> pretty. That is know, crazy. amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it was, you know, thank God, right? We're super happy. We're yeah. stoked. But that also creates headaches and challenges, right? Sure. Because when you you had a huge growth yeah. year the year before, and now you're sixty percent over the previous year. It's yeah, like growing pains are real. Growing pains are really. I mean, yeah. our April, our January was bigger. This January was the biggest month we had ever had. And January's history historically for us are very slow. Wow. Because it's after Christmas. Yeah. You know, there's a few people who got Christmas money. They're buying stuff, but. For the most part, everyone's strapped. Like everyone's strapped. Spent, like they're, yeah. they're trying to recover spent, from Christmas. Yeah. So it's been, uh, you know, obviously that tail tape, you know, tapered off heavily in March yeah. <laughs> right after the <laughs> shutdown, it kind of dropped off, but it's really for us. We kind of had to stop. We literally had to just say, no, we can't do anything custom. We can't spend any more time. We had a bunch of people want to do troopies. We showed troopies at Expo West, mm-hmm. right? We had a troopie in our yeah. booth. And we had a troopy at the Nitro Gear, had their troopy next to uh, the uh, Expedition Portal and Overland Journal booth was on display over there. And we basically had to tell everybody no. Because <laughs> that's it. Just, those yeah, are we, them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. We built those two and that's, <laughs> that's it. it. And it stinks because it kind of, you know, that's a, that backfires for you sure. in a big way with, yeah. with the public because they don't, uh, you can't explain that. Right. Right. I mean, I am right they now. Want Good, right? No, no, they no, want no, it. They want it. They've seen you do it. Why can't you just replicate exactly. it? Well, it turns out that I talked to Joe, Joey from Wits End. He specializes in Land Cruiser parts, right? Makes phenomenal products. Love everything. He's like, dude, wicked eye for detail. Yeah. And uh, he, he started researching the Troopies because he's like, well, maybe I'll start building stuff. Now they can be imported. And I think, I don't, and don't miss, don't quote me on this, but I think there's 37 different seating configurations in those vehicles, depending on what Holy, country it comes from. Oh, oh that wow. Surprise, how actually. in the Like how hell, it's pre-configured from the, med, from the manufacturer. From the factory. From, from the factory. Toyota. Oh, how in the hell am I going to design anything? The country of origin is what matters. 37 yes, different. Yes, it varies by country. So it's oh, the ones we wow. did, one of them was a French truck. Yeah. And the other one was a South African truck, and they were different. Wow. Holy crap. So you can't, you can't kid it. I could never standardize it. Yeah. And so oh, if I can't brutal. standardize unless it, every find, one of them is custom. Unless you find like what the majority is, right? And then you kind of base it off I of mean, that. I mean, even if they were all importing French trucks, that'd be one thing. Yeah, yes, right? exactly. But, but that's not what's happening, I'm guessing. I'm no, guessing they're, no, they're, they're all I'm over guessing the they're pulling whatever they can. Australia, Japan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, everywhere. 
and I'm sure safety regulations play a role in each in each country, yeah. right? How much, how many yeah. bolts they're using and mounting points they're using and oh, yeah, seat belts incredible. and all that kind of stuff. You just have one base plate that's got a bunch of lines on the bottom. You're like, cut here yeah. for this. <laughs> <laughs> if you know this, you go here. If none of these holes line up, call us and we'll right. tell you you got to find your own holes. <laughs> you know, it's in, the crazy part is I'm sure in some cases the owners don't even know where what truck they got. Yeah, no, right? Because they're they're just so buying that's really good home. that you were able to explain it. Yeah, yeah. And I think oh, some wow. is you there. Those people are kind of like the Volkswagen Synchro crowd, right? So they really delve into the details oh, yeah. of where it came from. So those people aren't. But the other ones like G wagons, right? So some people are importing those, and then you know Land Rover Defender one tens people right. import in, and those also vary, right? No so kidding. It's it's hard to build for those things, and then the smaller market stuff. You know, it's hard for us to do. But the bigger, we always have to chase the bigger markets. Right, right now, that's what we have to focus on. Yeah. So, if there's a, an item that we think is, but I see be you guys put out like, for example, a Ranger. Are you guys doing the Ranger? The Not seat yet. delete. We'll be doing the Ranger seat delete for sure, um, because we think that that's going to, you know, the Ranger's back yeah. in the states. Yep. It's made here. It's very standardized. So for us, it's kind of like the Tacoma, right? That's easy. Or the yeah. Colorado. It's going to be very consistent. They don't spend a lot of time making a lot of different bolt pattern options and stuff in the back seat. So yeah, those they will definitely do the Ranger. We just did the Colorado. So that's Colorado what it was. I knew there was a, I knew there was an American truck that you guys had just ZR2. finished. Yep, yeah, the ZR2. We did the Colorado, and that's been a good plate for us. You know, we did the first one for Rand at OK Four Wheel Drive. You know, he's been he would start following us when we had less than a hundred followers. Oh, wow. So I didn't, I mean, it was one of those flukes, like someone tagged yeah. into it and he's like, Oh, this is cool. And so ran in, in his gym, his dad, we've been good friends for a long time and we've done a lot of prototype stuff. Actually, he had influence on our drawer system. And this is why we're, you know, so we're, just to prove the point that we're always open to our customer input, right? Rin called and he goes, Hey, can you, instead of making the double drawer 15 and a half, can you make it 15? And I was like, like, I have to change all my CAD files. Like I, that's, it's not an easy thing. Right. right. That's a major change. Like you have to redo all the CAD files, change, delete files, change systems, change everything. And he explains this. If you make it that high and you put a, a wood top on it, it's the exact same high as the cubbies on the JKU. And now you've got this huge wood platform that's instead of right. 22 inches wide, now it's 30 inches wide. You can, all this, you can yeah. bolt stuff to, and you can really like, I never cool thought stuff. of that. Yeah. Well, Rin did. And yeah. so we ended up going back. I was like, well, that's genius. So we ended up killing the 15 and a half and turning it into a 15. It's a half inch. That's, yeah. all, that's all it took. Half an inch. Yeah. yeah half an inch and about three days worth <laughs> of CAD work. It. I'm not going to say <laughs> it. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Is it about time to pay yep. those bills, though? Yep, I think on that note, I just got the I just got the visual indication. I mean, this, <laughs> I feel like we could talk all afternoon about yeah, this. No question. I feel like we could yeah, just keep sure. going into like your experiences and stories. I mean, shit, you go. I mean, not only do you build the stuff, and you mentioned a little bit about getting out there, but yeah, you still go out. Like, and one of my favorite things about seeing you get out there is uh, waking up in the morning at a mountain rendezvous event. And going, where did Brian Brian leave? Oh no, he just went to go get his coffee. I'm like, we're in the middle. We're in the middle of freaking Big Bear. Where'd he go? And he's like, <laughs> shows back up an hour later with his like vanilla latte, uh-huh. and uh, and it's like those kind of things. And having opportunities to hang out with you and and get out there with you, and uh, being lucky enough to wear one of your red hoodies, you know, which yeah. I think you still need to get one, right? <laughs> um, Frank, the infamous red hoodies. Um, but like, I'm not good at asking. Like for actually, stuff. this 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 thing. This thing, uh, just to touch on it real quick, I wore it today, is is really cool because like there's not a lot of companies that show their appreciation and the exclusivity of the of thanking the people that support them yeah. like you do. And you've, you've created a family within Goose Gear and you've shown that through uh, the support, um, the, the friendship on the trail, mm-hmm. um, 
being one of us just hanging out doing stuff yeah it's, it's just such a cool company and you're just such a great person behind it. it's not like you're some faceless corporation that exactly you know you never interact with like you're you're out there you're with the people and they might not know when they see you but um it's just really cool the past year and a half or so that we've uh yeah that we've gotten to know each other it's awesome yeah. i love going camping hanging out this is a this community is the best group of people in the world in my yeah. opinion yeah on that point actually um my my little anecdote to to just meeting you and knowing you for the past year is a lot of along the lines of what Ali was just saying is that I I love seeing your Instagram, your personal Instagram, because you're one of the people that's out there all the time, but you consistently talk about how much you love this new build and this vehicle and how you just love being out there. Like you're you live it, right? You do it, you live mm-hmm. it, and and you're genuine about how much you just enjoy the community, like you said, and the lifestyle. Right. And then the other thing that really stuck with me, I think the first I think Calico was the first time I met you. Mm-hmm. when we did that trip and we did the first podcast episode i know how and, crazy yeah right <laughs> and you said something to me i think i think it was i'm, I'm certain it was you because i've been i've been attributing it to you ever since um and but you said that really stuck with me and, it, and that's when i knew that brian was a straight shooter and kind of like had his ducks in a row was that you said this community is way too small for you to be a jerk for you to be i think you actually said to be to be a dick but like be cool with everybody and just be like, you know, I think, I think it's also what the life motto is, right? Yeah, just don't yeah. be a jerk. Yeah. Just, right. Yeah. Just be a cool guy. Yeah. Don't, don't be a dick. It's such a great series of words together <laughs> that can really shape and guide a good life. You know, I said, if I would have known if I've known that for a long time, but when I was 17, 18, 19, I probably wasn't living by it. I would say, right. And it's like <laughs> teenagerism, right? Exactly. Yeah. Teenagerism. And, and it's like, if you, the sooner in life that you can learn that and live by it, man things change and doors open and it's it's a whole different ball game and it's cool that i that the year that you know to meet someone that actually does kind of do that that walks yeah. that line thanks you know yeah man all right well it's funny saying that our first our first main supporter here since i know you run Baja Designs, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but you know, huge thanks to Casey, absolutely for always being such a huge supporter of the podcast. Yep, and they saw the vision from the from the beginning. Yep. yep, and just you know, never even even on a personal level with the team over there, and you know, now also working you know behind the doors at Casey, it's not a fluke. They they really care about the community. They care about you know what we do within the Overland world, um, and off roading and racing. And uh, I mean, same situation, right? They live it, right? Yeah, they, you know, Taylor, Randy, they drink the Kool Aid, everyone, they, they right? serve Brad, the Kool Aid, yeah. Everyone's out there doing doing it, mm-hmm. and they all live the lifestyle. They all use the gear and the products, and yeah, and it's a legendary brand. Yeah, it is. I mean, exactly. Tucker, you can't, there's not a more recognizable light in the world. Totally. And you know, it's, it was my hope that we'd be able to bring a lot of that uh, history to the people this year. Unfortunately, a lot of the events got uh, shut down, but I'm looking forward to a you know, especially with our 50th anniversary. I'm looking forward to a belated 50th anniversary next year, right? Uh, kind of bringing back a lot of these events that we were supposed to do this year and uh, making sure they still happen. So um, we still have summer camp coming up, which yep. you know that's definitely going to happen. I think that's going to have an entirely different and much deeper. Right, deeper connection and meaning. This oh, year. Yeah. People are going to be oh, so yeah. stoked to be able to oh, hang out 100%. and spend time together. Yeah, a hundred percent. Everyone's yeah. going to hold hands. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> High fives and hugs, nonstop. Um, 
but yeah, check them out. CaseyHighlights.com. Uh, if you're interested in actually trying to get out to summer camp uh, for the next few months, uh, you can go on CaseyHighlights.com forward slash KC50, KC50, and have an opportunity to win a ticket to summer camp and hang out with everybody that's going to be coming out. Um, as you may have seen, Frank's truck or my, my Jeep, um, we've got the Gravity Pro 6 bar on the front. You know, it's that iconic kind of interconnected light bar and a series of other lights, you know, just log on uh you go to the build of the week section see some ideas get some inspiration um good stuff and ask us questions you know we're always here to help i get you know dms every once in a while guys asking to outfit uh um, the gravity pro six on their toyotas or whatnot i mean reach out we're all we're always around yeah and if you need a little bit more incentive go ahead and use that code rfdkc rfdkc that'll get you a little extra 10 percent off and get you on your way to a brighter future yep (laughs) you like that i do like that 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 was was well done that did roll right that rolled smooth (laughs) right off the time uh don't forget to check out uh gear forward as well yep Um, gosh darn it like i know right like once we start kind of like doing the meetups again with um rfd oc la and hopefully san diego will finally happen yeah um which hopefully is in the next month i'm guessing june is probably going to be the month that we can start doing those again nice um so we'll we'll be uh we'll be talking about it more um and collecting gear so that we can help the underprivileged children um, of our local areas get out there and explore their surroundings a little more so i know you guys are like organizing and cleaning right now i'm, I'm confident you are so exactly. make sure you make that pile yep in your garage of yep. all that gear you don't want anymore one for me that, one for the kids yeah that you can send out to uh um, and not me personally us. i mean me as a you yeah <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and then, you know, just a quick little shout to some friends like Dead Men Off Road. Check yep. them out. Uh, off the Grid Surplus. Check them out. Yep. Rhino um, Adventure Gear. There you go. Rhino check Adventure them out. Gear. You know, anybody Yost. else yet? Um, obviously, Goose Gear. I mean. Well, that's a, so, by the way, you want to go goose-gear.com. Yes. Right. That's that or lawnmower parts. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want <laughs> you'll lawnmower know, parts. You'll know real quick if yeah, you're not know. the right place. Yeah. Yeah. Goose-gear.com. And, uh, and yeah, Goose Gear on website. Instagram. Yep. Yeah. And if you want to learn how to install a bunch of stuff in your Jeep, uh, at least on a JKU, uh, I've got a series of videos that show very detailed of how to install your base plates, your cubbies, um, drawer system, and the Camp Kitchen 2.3. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. It. And uh, yeah. And that's basically a video manual. So uh there should be no reason why you don't go buy this stuff right now. Yep. So uh, don't forget we have our website up brand new and shiny. Uh, we have an events page now yeah, up there, great. which we'll use when we can do <laughs> events day. again. We'll, we'll, it. Right? Blank right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got the June events tentatively up right yeah, now. Um, so you we'll can do that. that. Yeah. Um, and then we have some other goodies coming for the website. Um, we just picked up some goodies. I got some goodies in the mail. Ali, you have some, uh, some, some decals coming soon. Yeah. I actually got a, I got a pack of stickers in my pocket right now. Oh, see, there you go. Brian, a couple. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So yeah, yeah rigfordirt.com, rig for dirt on Instagram, RFDLA and RFD underscore OC, um, for the meetups. And I am trucky McTruckface. Brian at Goose Gear. At Goose Gear on Instagram. Uh, Ali at Kate the Jeep. And thanks for listening. Thanks guys. Thanks.